Colson knocked on the door and waited, looked around for cops or suspicious neighbors. A moment later, she stood before him. He didn't hear her coming, and now the sight of her perfect brown skin, full breasts, that body, and her shorts conspired to take his voice away. Hello, she said, a serious look on her face. Hello, Colson Timothy from the Department of Children and Families. The title felt wrong in his mouth. Between the alcohol and the guarantee of losing his job, he felt unsteady on his feet. Yet with nothing more to lose, he also felt energized, exhilarated. Here to follow up on my investigation, he heard himself say, the voice projected from another time and place, presence, memory. The drive from the department to the gas station, he couldn't stop reviewing the case that killed the kid. Couldn't stop imagining his own death, crashing the state-owned vehicle into the wall of a Target or a Cheesecake factory. What else can a failed social worker do? Her apartment smelled better than clean. Scented candles and body lotion. Colson recognized the boy in the picture. Where's your son now? At preschool. The sound of her voice, that Jamaican accent, sent all the blood between his legs. He turned away from the picture on the wall, caught a reflection of himself in the black screen of the television, didn't recognize what he saw, an alien or a rapist wearing his clothes, his skin. Left him alone recently? Mr. Colson, I told you. I went down the hall to catch my breath. Didn't want to give him a beating. I want better for my kids than I got. The bourbon buzzed in his head. Everything clear, everything solid, everything hollow. He took a step toward her. Hearing the boy wailing, the neighbor made the call. Claimed mother didn't go back to her apartment for a full hour. She claimed five minutes. The way these things worked, Colson knew... The truth stood somewhere in between. He moved toward her. Wanted to look like someone else. The line between lust and danger. He stepped closer to her. That thing that he thought radiated off her the first time. Attraction. Need. Didn't show itself now. Mouth closed. Eyes open. Shoulders and chest moving up and down. She stood at the center of her living room. Colson didn't think. He couldn't. Then he saw his hand reach. Felt his skin against her denim shorts. Finger on a belt loop. Then he felt the womp. Then he felt the floor. Her standing over him. Shouting to get up. He struggled to his feet. Heard ringing. Her crouched over him. Ready to give him another. Yelling, how this gonna look? He turned for the door, ran out into the sun, trying to catch his breath as he reached the parking lot, found his car, got in, took another swig from the bottle. As soon as he placed it down, he noticed the car entering the lot, the green and gold stripes, the promise to protect. He started the car and told himself not to panic. Before he went to the apartment, the clerk behind the counter at the gas station, the same from before, told him he looked like the Middletown Messiah. Coulson tried to feel that now, to make himself look innocent or otherwise not guilty. 
The Palm Beach County Sheriff Department car pulled into a spot across from him. Colson pulled out. In his mind, he could see the clerk's face, the tobacco and porn behind him. Cautiously, he drove out of the parking lot, telling himself, too soon, no, that deputy, nothing, nothing to do with me. Routine, might, might even live there, might come to calls all the time, maybe cheating on his wife. Colson turned the air conditioner on full blast, turned on the radio. Soft rock hits of the 70s played. He headed north with 95 in mind. The miracle worker walks out of Middlesex Hospital, face covered in blood dripping down his neck and shirt, calm even as he faces the crowd of reporters, police, citizens, onlookers, pointing cameras, phones, fingers. Another chorus of raining questions. Why America? Connecticut. Earth. The whereabouts of the woman he saved. A middle-aged woman in a blazer succeeds at getting the microphone closest to his mouth and she asks him about the blood covering his face. And did he just save somebody or fail to do so? More questions on the meaning of his behavior. Unexpected for a walking messiah, living God, saint, etc. And he looks beyond the crowd as he speaks into the microphone, says, The whole truth's only one part of the story and the woman tries to push for more and more microphones find their way closer to his face, and then the people start reacting. A man cries tears of joy, a woman screams in ecstasy, another man falls to his knees. Years, damned-up emotion, come flooding forth, and the video loops, repeats, like the airplane slamming to the buildings over and over, like the toddler in China run over and over and over. Time felt strange to Dougie. The tour bus seemed to head directly into the rising sun, and he felt his stomach gnawing at him. The thought of another meal inside the bus made him feel sick. He ran to the front to what his band members called the cockpit and demanded the driver pull off the highway, follow the signs for the original pancake house. I can't do it, my good man, the driver said, on a strict schedule. Doug felt those words spark a flame inside, the frustration of a celebrity toddler told he can't do something. I want pancakes. Almost positive we got some left in the freezer, the driver said, not taking his eyes off the highway. Not the same thing. Get off at that exit. Please, just go sit down. Nope. Need to make sure you follow my instructions. Go clear with the manager. Sleep. Wake him up. I make us all the, the money, and I can't decide what we do? Screw that. Follow my directions, or I'll fire you. Kid, please. I'll say you bad-touched me. That's messed up. Moments later, they pulled off the highway, into the parking lot of the original Pancake House. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug shouts at the front of the bus, Rise and shine, it's time for breakfast. Mindy rolled out of Ron's bunk. Ron rubbed his eyes. Some small disappointment stirred inside Dougie, like finding out his favorite girl cousin got pregnant at 17 and couldn't go to Brown as planned. No one eats breakfast, Dougie, Ron said. The manager snored from his curtained-in bunk. A deep sleep brought on by Ambien. Or some kind of sickness. Ron looked over at him. Useless, he said. Doug and eight members of the band and crew filed out of the bus and went into the place. As they walked in, they all made sure they surrounded him. 
Guys, he protested. Shut up, kid, one of them said, or we take you back to the bus. At the sight of him, the hostess, a 14-year-old girl, began hyperventilating. Ron stepped in to cool the situation. You bit young to start your day this early, don't you go to school or something? The girl couldn't take her eyes off of Dougie. They welled and brimmed and tears fell, rolled down the red-pink mounds of her cheeks. Little miss... Mindy looked at her name tag. Daylene, it's rude to ignore a question from an adult customer. What? Oh, sorry, I just, just... You calm down, maybe you'll get an autograph, Ron said. Or a selfie. Doug looked at the girl. He'd never stood 16 feet from a fan outside of a concert or an intended mall sighting. He felt almost dizzy, as though hot emotions penetrated his skin, bones, marrow. Don't you go to school? Another crew member asked. School ended in May. Damn, Ron said. It's legal to work at 12 now? I just turned 14. I can put you someplace toward the back, she said. Give you a little privacy? Please follow me, she stammered, grabbing the menus on the way. You should totally hit that, Ron whispered into Doug's ear. He looked at Mindy in her hangover sunglasses. She acted like she didn't hear Ron's comment. Doug felt hollow, with a touch of curious. He'd never done anything with anyone. They sat and the hostess couldn't take her eyes off Dougie as she walked away, nearly tripping over the leg of a chair. A middle-aged server came and took the order from Ron. Minutes later, the plates arrived. Every kind of pancake under the sun, piles of scrambled eggs, two types of bacon. The hostess kept one eye on the table and Doug ate a few bites. She stood near the bathrooms, eyeing him. He stood up, walked over. Without a word, she took his hand, walked him into the ladies' room. In the white light, he could see her eyes better. Green, beautiful. He'd never seen such color. All around America he traveled, seas of faces mostly indistinct, and now this stranger, a fan, stood before him, barely standing. The resolve that allowed her to take him by the hand, melting away. She leaned against the wall, just inside the door, for support. She did not stop blushing for a moment. She closed her eyes and he went in, pressing his face against hers. As their lips touched, lights exploded behind his eyes, and he felt free, alive for the second time on this tour. When the kiss ended, she hurried out of the bathroom without a word. Immediately, the high ended, and Doug couldn't tell if she got scared and fled, as though coming into contact with a god shook her to the core, or if, disappointed in the action, she ran away to laugh. He saw himself in the mirror. Nothing special. Without YouTube, the girl wouldn't have noticed him. No one would. The angel looks sick. A boy no older than 15 wearing a sheet with wings attached. Thin, malnourished, sweaty hair matted to his head, eyes just below bulging, a faint blue-white glow to his skin. The bioluminescence of the diseased, the dying, the holy. At first, viewers can't make it out. Then they can't believe when they do. The truth coming through like a punch with a jolt of the weird. Like the first time you see a snuff film or find the remnants of a suicide on a suburban sidewalk. The boy takes another bite from the bicep attached to the body lying beside him. In ecstasy, he chews and moans, swallows, closes his eyes, faces the camera. 
opens his eyes, waits a moment, then speaks. Love your fellow man, end his life, then eat him. Within the first few hours, the video gets shared, viewed, reposted, 330,000 views and half as many likes. Hashtag new religion. Hashtag real or not. Hashtag fake news. Hashtag cannibals. Hashtag zombie apocalypse. Hashtag speaking of truth. In the comment section, someone writes, Christ got it backwards. God eats the body of mankind. <laughs>